Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nights Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Amy. I'm Tim. I'm Willie. I'm still Gojo. Today we're going to be doing a full review of Joss Whedon's uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. But before we get to that, feedback at MidwestFilmNerds.com is where you can write to us about the show. Tell us what you think of it and the things that we talk about. Uh, at MFN Podcast on Instagram is tw- Instagram and Twitter. Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on Facebook and Vine. Please go to MidwestFilmNerds.com for all previous 125 plus bonus episodes and full show notes. And uh, 248-7335-MFN or 248-7335-636 is where you can give us a call, leave us a voicemail, and let us know uh, what you would like us to talk about. We might play it on the show and talk about it then. I said that wrong, but I don't care. Uh, also, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com is where you can go to purchase things on Amazon, and part of your purchase will come to us with no extra cost to you. And uh, finally, it's that time of year again. The summer movie wager yeah. is upon us. Mm-hmm. Please go to bit.ly slash mfnsmw15 or just go to midwestfilmnerds.com or our Facebook and find the details to do all of that. I might do a more uh, expanded segment on that next week. So, on to our review of Avengers Age of Ultron, starring Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, and all the other people that we know from all these movies, including James Spader and uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor-Johnson. The IMDb synopsis says, when Tony Stark and Bruce Banner try to jumpstart a dormant peacekeeping program called Ultron, things go horribly wrong, and it's up to Earth's mightiest heroes to stop the villainous Ultron from enacting his terrible plans. So, that doesn't seem very accurate, but we'll get to that later. Uh, We've never really talked about Avengers in depth, except every episode on this podcast. (laughs) So, if you could please uh, let us know what you think of the first Avengers film by giving it a number 1 through 10. Nick? Uh, Five. Amy? Nine. Tim? Nine. Willie? Eight and a half. Eight. I'd probably give it a nine. Um, So, now that that's over. We can move on to the actual movie itself. Add it. Are we doing numbers for this one right away? <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole episode. <laughs> Just an elaborate number system now. Yeah, we'll replace it. words. That's it. We do the numbers and then that's... We do the numbers, <laughs> then thank you for listening to Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. That's it. That's our review. Yeah, that's it. Uh, no, I would like to move on to the actual film, uh, like actual discussion of the film, not just oh, numbers. Okay. Um, I didn't want to take the time to review the first Avengers in our review of the second Avengers, but now that I've spent five minutes explaining that we were picking numbers and then we went on that whole... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Nick, how did you feel about Avengers Age of Ultron? Damn, on the spot. Um, I don't like it. I think I like it marginally better than the first one. Like, like hair's breadth better. Um, it's a big... Fat, farty, bloaty mess, but so was the first one. And I think I maybe enjoyed this one a little bit more because the, these movies for me, I, and I think a lot of people are all about context, like how you feel about the previous Marvel movies, how many of them you've seen, which actors you like, which characters you like. Like they're, It's really, really hard, I think, to to talk about these movies because especially if you you know, consider yourself doing this semi-amateurly on a weekly basis. You have to try to set rules for yourself. Do I judge every movie as it stands on its own? Do I judge it as an adaptation? You know, things like this and Harry Potter and all that kind of stuff, they're tricky to review. So this, these movies are no exception because I think, you know, trying to judge it by itself is Im- it's impossible. It's a one out of ten in that regard because it's not a movie. It's a, it's a sequel and it's another amalgamation of all the plots from all the other movies to this point. <clears throat> so it's really difficult to try to be to be critical of it. But in in short, um, it's just not very good. The writing's not good. The action's not good. The CGI's not good. The villain is terrible. Um, 
it's just all over the place. It's uh, not really. No, it has like a couple moments that are kind of funny, but it's like Men in Black 2, kind of. It's just like at the end of the, I got it at first. I was like, okay, a sequel. I get it. And now I'm watching it. I'm kind of like, why? Like it didn't, didn't really advance anything anywhere. The first one kind of did that. It didn't really, it had, it literally, the movie ends like basically the same way as it started. Like not much is really different. So at the, at the end, you're just kind of like, hmm. Good. <laughs> On to the next, I guess. Because that's what these movies have become. Like, all right, we'll see you next week on The Avengers. All right, Amy, what did you think of Avengers Age of Ultron? I loved it. <laughs> I I so rarely watch a movie these days where I do not get bored halfway through. And I was never bored during this movie. The whole movie kept me on the edge of my seat wondering what was going to happen next. And the fact... Um, they killed off when the main characters in the movie was surprised me. I didn't think that they had the balls to do that, but they did. I didn't say who it was. <laughs> I intentionally did not say who it was. But I thought Ultron was funny and snarky, and I liked that. I thought he was very Whedon, which I liked. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I really liked Vision. I thought that Paul Bettany did a really nice job even though I would have liked to see more of him in the movie. The only complaint I had about the whole movie was that horrible opening scene where it was just CG puked on the screen. And once it was over, I was fine. But it just it took me out of the movie when it first started because it was just too much. But overall, I liked it. I would give it a 9.5 out of 10. <laughs> All right, Tim, what did you think of Avengers Age of Ultron? Nine. <laughs> All right, Willie. What? <laughs> Are you, you saying no in German? Yeah, or? you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's just I'm in the same boat as Nick when it comes to these movies at this point. I think I just liked it better. Um, it's I can't judge. This is the fifth Harry Potter movie to me, where it's like you're either in or you're out. Like <laughs> you can't judge these movies, these movies anymore. And it was so nice for me. It's been I've been a real. Uh, stick in the mud. Sourpuss. Like, Sourpuss when it comes. And it was so nice to just sit in a movie and just go, I don't care <laughs> like what happens in the third act. <laughs> like, I don't care about pacing. Like They're fighting in Wakanda right now. It's hilarious. That's great. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with your maybe appreciation or how much you like Joss Whedon's writing too. <laughs> because this is super Whedon-y. And that's something he would write in this too. Um it's that's interesting. I didn't feel like it was that weed in me. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why in spoilers. I'll tell you why in spoilers. Because somebody died because we already covered that. No, it's a lot of things. I mean, it's it, there are some interesting. OK, this is a team. This is a team that's going to clean up their mess after a giant battle. Um, it's a peacekeeping court that's going to clean up their mess after. There's some subtext there, I think. And I think it's politics are all over this movie. I think it's religious beliefs are all over this movie i think his thoughts on male and female relationships are all over this movie even though he's gotten some flack for it um i think it's all there it's probably overly snarky it's probably overly quippy but i don't care because i i enjoy that this felt to me like six issues of a joss whedon written avengers like astonishing avengers and whether you like it or not i think that's up to you <laughs> but i like that i'm drawn to that so i kind of like this and i even like some of the outside stuff that felt we'll get into that but i enjoyed myself all right willie what did you think of avengers age of ultron uh i don't know you know it, i'm still i walked out of the theater like feeling a mixture of like oh i, I had a good <sighs> it's tough i had a good time as a fanboy you know what i mean i i there were a lot of moments in the movie where I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. You know, where the, where the, the comic book fan and the fan of these characters in me was like, just let go of some stuff for, for parts of the movie, either a full scene or just, you know, some sort of flashy action moment or whatever, you know, or some of the character interactions. Um, I think this does some stuff better than the first one. Uh, I think the I like the fact that the team is established in this and that we actually get some of that interplay between them. Like there's a relationship between some of these characters now, which is kind of cool. Um, Spoiler alert. 
<laughs> kidding. Okay. Oh. They were serious. Kidding both times. Um, um, <laughs> you know, stuff like being able to see Thor and uh, Tony Stark interact, like actually interact is pretty cool because they, they know who each other are now. So it's that's neat. Um, and there's there's, you know... Cool, not nods to the comics, but there's there's moments in the movie that feel like pages from the comics that that I think work better than the first one. So that's that's definitely a plus. Um, I like the expanded role for some of the characters that kind of got shortchanged in the first one. I especially Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye is, I think, the coolest character in this movie, uh, the most interesting character in this movie. And I think they actually, it, there's definitely, if there's one character that Whedon nails, it's it's him. Um, I mean, Hawkeye's always been that guy who's, he could easily be the punchline of the group, but he's also the heart and he's like the one thing that there's a reason why that team needs him and nobody can quite put their finger on it, but they kind of need him. And that's the reason why he's been around the comics for so long. Um, because I think readers want him there, even if they can't determine why. So I, I dug that. They acknowledge that fact that he's a guy with a bow and an arrow and, and, but he's still, I don't know, he's necessary, which is very cool. Um, I liked some of the new additions. Uh, I, I, I thought Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver were interesting enough. I thought we got enough backstory on them. I didn't feel, I'm glad we didn't get like this full on over the top origin story about where they come from. And it's very quick and it's, this is who they are. And there you go. Um, how'd your experiment here? There go. I was fine with that. Honestly, because then I don't want to, I don't, I don't want anybody to have to tiptoe around the whole Magneto thing because then you're just... I don't want. I, I was worried they were gonna make them like Strucker's kids or something, and I'm just like, why? Like that doesn't. That's not necessary. Um, what I didn't like was <sighs> the movie feels like a race to the finish line to me, and that's a problem. Um, not just in terms of the story of this movie itself. I mean, it, it, on that scale, it feels like a race to the finish line too. I, it feels like there's chunks missing, but I'm not sure how much more you want to throw in this thing. You know what I mean? I, I just don't know that I'd want it to be longer. You know, it felt appropriate lengthwise, but then I also felt like I was being shoved from one scene to the next. Um, and it feels like a race to the finish line. This this whole movie, unfortunately, kind of feels to me like it's it's very much... It just feels there. It doesn't feel like it's... it. it it feels like they're setting up stuff for the future, and that's it. It's kind of suffering from a little bit of that Iron Man 2 syndrome and maybe even a little bit worse in terms of trying to – but I don't know. I, it, there's a lot of trying to nod to future stuff and showing you future stuff, and I'm okay with a bit of that. I think they balanced that okay in the first uh, phase of movies, but it seems like there's – it's like this race to Infinity War now, and I'm not sure why they feel like they need to race. We know when it's coming out. You got plenty of movies in between. Just like, I'm scared if this movie felt like stepping stones to Infinity War to you because Chris Evans just came out and was like, "Civil War is gonna blow the whole thing open for Infinity War," and I was like, mm. "Yeah," and and I think that uh, yeah, I'm I, I am worried about Captain America three because I don't think it's gonna be Captain America three, but that's a whole different story. We'll see how that turns out. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, Gojo. What did you think of Avengers: Age of Ultron? I think this is the worst Marvel Studios film yet. Um, it's everything new in this movie. Well, okay, th there's two camps of things that happen in this movie. There's everything we just copied from Avengers 1, which is much of the story and much of the things that happen, basically. And all the new stuff, which is super paper thin, and we plugged in because it's in the comics. And you all love the comics, so we're just going to plug these things in. And we're not going to actually make them work in the universe. Um, I felt that way with, uh, with the twins. I felt they, they didn't make any, they, they, they're just, they're just there. And at one point the movie basically kind of just tells you to just, they're here, they do what they do, accept it. And if you think about it, you're lame. Um, Ultron was terrible, pretty terrible. Um, I think it was the biggest waste of, of pretty much any character, I think. In, in the series so far. Uh, there were entire there were entire storylines between characters that could easily be cut and replaced with better character development. Um, uh, I just so everything everything that was supposed to strike a chord 
uh, for the audience just totally missed for me. Like uh, none of the action was exciting to me. There were a few moments where I kind of just my head kind of went, oh, I was kind of tilted back, but never anything where I was very excited. I was never excited during this movie. Um, uh, even even the characters, maybe I'm just getting tired of seeing them and them doing the same thing and and there's never any change to to their world or their relationships. Uh, it's just this was such a if this came out in like early 2000s, it would have been a great movie. But now I expect I expect more. I expect more. Uh, I expect more care to be taken with telling a story in superhero movies instead of just um, instead of just showing spectacle and throwing things at the screen the whole time. Um, uh, I could never really find the words yet of, of all the things that I didn't like about just broad in broad strokes what I didn't like about this film, but it just felt really generic and everything that happened never felt organic. It felt like everything in this movie happened because, because they're making a movie and they need points to happen. Um, it was just, I, it's the only Marvel film that I've left the theater disappointed. Even Iron Man two and Thor two, which I think most of us would agree are the weakest in the series. Those I felt I, I left and I was like, "Hey, I had a good time. It was fun." This I was, I was just deflated and I was bored and nothing really worked for me. Uh, so there. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I feel like like Tim saw a totally different movie from me, and I did. I'm really. <laughs> <laughs> You did, didn't oh, you? We're, we're not talking about Age of Adeline. I watched Much Ado About Nothing again. <laughs> Avengers Age of Adeline. Uh, <laughs> no, I uh, didn't enjoy this movie very much, and it really disappointed me. And I felt like a lot of it was just a jumbled mess. I think there's moments where Whedon shines through. I think there's moments where it feels like the studio is just cramming things into the runtime. And sometimes both of them fail at both of those things and it's not very good to me i think the the idea that they take like my favorite one of my favorite scenes in the first avengers is the scene like the one tight and one shot of that follows each of them through the battle of new york and they open the movie with that here and talk about like talk about completely blowing your load like that's so disappointing to me not to mention they did it with really terrible cg that sucks. That sucks really bad. I um, it feels like a lot of things are shoehorned in just as stepping stones to later stuff. And you know, I don't think I'm gonna say anything particularly original here. So I don't know if we have any other non-spoilery thoughts that we want to get to. Um, I think the, a, a positive thing to say, which is probably gonna be few and far between for me. Um, I think this is probably the best Bruce Banner we've seen yet. Um, I wasn't, I have yet to be very impressed by any Bruce Banner, even in Avengers. It was just, he was different, but he was, he, he never really, he was a character in Avengers, which is new because Bruce Banner is never really a character. He's just a placeholder for the Hulk. And in this one, he's actually a character and he's a pretty good character, I thought. Um, so that was pretty much the only thing I can really say I liked about this movie. All right. Uh, anybody else? Non-spoilers? No. All right. Nine, you mean? Um, <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with Spoiler Terry for Avengers Age of Ultron. Here we are in Spoiler Terry for Avengers Age of Ultron. Willie, you wanted to get things started off. Yeah, I like I like to get this party started right now, just like the Avengers party in this movie, which <gasps> is fucking amazing. Yeah, son. Yeah, yeah son. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that. This there, there's a couple sequences in this movie that I really like. I was like, oh, I'm I'm so happy right now, and that's one of them. Yeah, because I really I, I wanted. I realize why that's not in the first movie. It doesn't have a place in that first movie with the story they were trying to tell. But I'm so happy we got at least a little bit of that here. That made me really happy. Yeah. I just like them all partying. Like, uh, just buddies, just hanging out. Just after after a mission, just kicking back. They invite over a bunch of old guys from Steve's, you know, 
They probably probably old war buddies of his, and they get him drunk. It's great. The whole thing's hilarious. I feel, I feel like that was where some of the best Whedon humor. That came was through. that. That was the funniest sequence, I yeah. think. Well, that, in and the that movie. it reminded me of Much Ado About Nothing, and I think that was kind of oh okay yeah what he was going yeah. for. And I, it reminded me of a Whedon movie. I want to touch on this with you, Alex. Uh, okay, I want to touch on a lot of things with you. <laughs> <laughs> you can touch me all you want, Tim. That was, uh, that um, was weird. We can cut anyway. That. I'll let uh, I'll let I'll let Tim take that when when he's when he's ready to go on that. Yeah, sorry. I don't want to talk too much about it because I know you got some thoughts. So um, the other sequences I really enjoyed the uh, I like the dream sequences. The kind of those were really mm-hmm. cool. I thought it was a cool way to offer a little bit of backstory in the characters without sitting there and going, "I was trained in Russian." Well, she doesn't have a Russian accent, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Um, um, I, I, I thought that was I thought that was cool that that they were able to do that and that that did feel organic to me. That stuff. Um, with the only exception maybe being the Thor stuff gets a little weird because I feel like there was more to that. I, well, we know there was more to that whole side mm-hmm. quest thing, and, and now it's just he goes and takes a bath. I don't know. I, <laughs> Thor I taking a bath. I, I was okay with that scene. With, with, well, I, I, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Some sure. people really like that. He pulls over Eric Selvig to take a bath in a cave. Did, did Stone Scars have a line in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Did he talk? I think he okay. line. Did he? Okay, cool. I can't um, wait for the Brian Singer tweet of... Avengers Age of Ultron, the Thor cut is coming out. Where, <laughs> no, no, where it, Thor's it, plot makes any sense. Hashtag yeah, man. Okay, the the Stellan cut. Can I stick up for that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, that felt like a Thor one shot to me. That, looked like, that felt like a tie in one shot. I was totally okay with it. It does feel like a tie in one shot. I hate yeah. those things. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who doesn't? I hate event one shots. So. Yeah. I think they're hilarious. No, I, 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 it does feel like a, like a random one shot thrown Written into by event. Kevin Feige. <laughs> Wait. I'm. Um, no, it feels like if you know how like they do a big crossover epic yeah, in a Marvel yeah. comic, and and they have to tie in every freaking comic into that. It feels like one of those. Like yeah. like oh, I see what you're saying. This feels like what we watched was the crossover, not the one shot. Where's the one shot? The one shot is Thor. No, the one shot the is Thor the Thor taking a bath. That's the issue of yeah. Thor that ties in. That doesn't actually really tie D- in. It kind of ties in. Yeah, yeah. That's Thor's. That's Thor's one shot. Everything yeah. everything that was excised is somewhere in a one. shot. It doesn't shot. make it good. Yeah. It just it, it's kind of then funny. the Scarlet Witch um, Quicksilver one is where they go and fight Andy Serkis. <laughs> like that's it. That's their one shot. Yeah, that's their one shot. This is all this is all classic comic book stuff that's garbage. By the way, I want to put that out there. I mean, it's terrible. But these are cl- these are comic book things that <laughs> that's happened. True. That's true. Um, this is what you wanted, America. That, no, that's what. Like, what did we sign up for here? <laughs> like, this is kind of what we wanted. I mean, you can say it's not very good, or you can say it's good, like me. But it's kind of a comic book. This is kind of a big event crossover. Those usually aren't very good, or they aren't at least very deep or meaningful, or they don't make a lot of sense a lot of the time, do they? Not recently, no. Well, no, they recently, did, they, they, no. Secret. <laughs> if Wars I recall, Secret Wars Two yeah, is pretty yeah. messy. I like the Beyond. Okay, I do too. I like them both. <laughs> really, what um, else were your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. So, um, the oh yeah, the other sequence, the birth of the Vision. Wow, that's so fucking cool. Like, mm-hmm. like it, that the moment when he comes out, I was like, like I had like jaw floor because I was like, he looks so pretty. Like I, yeah. I kind of, I kind of dug his stuff there for a second. Then I caught myself wondering why. I hated that. Did you really? I, oh my god! It was it was really okay. It's, they're fighting over the, over his little tomb here, and then all of a sudden, Thor's just like, "Boom! I'm back, and I'm gonna jolt you with lightning." Oh no! I'm not and talking about of that. Flying a computer with electricity, which would kill a computer, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, he said yeah. And, no, he just <laughs> he just wakes up and yes, and and then and then he can do anything basically. He can generate capes out of himself. He can change his color. Uh, it's like what? What? This is it made. Yeah, it made no sense. Like, I mean, I mean, doing I thought from from a purely <laughs> visual standpoint, it, he looked amazing when he emerged from that coffin. Visually, yes, it, it was looked incredible. That yeah. like that the 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 look of him, like he's all red. It like it was beautiful. I thought it was gorgeous. I I can't. I'd be afraid to argue anybody against that because I'd be like, no, you're wrong. But no, the sequence itself, the plotting of the sequence itself, I I can see where there could be complaints. It's it's it, there's a lot going on there. But in terms of his actual reveal, I thought it was very cool. I was like, oh shit, like look at him, he looks amazing. Is that CG? Is that actually Paul Bettany? I can't even tell because it looks so cool. Uh, which I dug. And I will say that the, the in, his origin is is, a, is definitely a mess. Like I mean, there's a lot of. There's a lot of hodgepodging going on there. I mean, you got the the Infinity Stone, and then you've got he's kind of Ultron, and he's got some of Jarvis in him, and then he's got Thor lightning. There's a lot going on there, and I feel like it could have been simplified and streamlined, like 
Ultron builds Vision and he gets activated. Yeah, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go because, ahead. <laughs> no, this whole movie is about Tony Stark's like legacy that he's left behind. And at first, it's Ultron because it's all destruction and disaster. That's his son for a little bit. But at the end of the movie, it's Vision. So it's got to be. Like, that's got to be it. And then the two have a very Whedon-like moment at the end of this movie where they, Ultron and Vision basically talked about human existence. The Miller's Crossing scene? It's so awesome. The end of this movie where they, like, after the fight, they talk about, like, human existence and what it means, and then he kills him. And then, like, Vision is his legacy. Like, that's, it kind of has to come together like that. Oh, no, 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 I I had no issue with that scene. I'm saying the actual, the the components that go into making the Vision. Yeah. It's just a lot. And then it kind of gets dumped on you at once. So I was like, wait, hold on, wait. He's got the gem, but he's also part of, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of confusion for me there. It's it, Jarvis is kind of alive, living in Ultron, but then he gets transferred into Vision. But then there's an Infinity Gem. I didn't get like I, like I they but lost I got, me with that. But well, like, no. all that stuff you said, like yeah, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I got it. I did not. Jarvis was hiding in the internet. That's where he was the whole time. Oh, I don't know. He was, I don't want to hear. I, 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 it no, doesn't matter. No, but he wasn't in Ultron. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Is that he was hiding, fighting Ultron the whole time, trying to protect. Yeah. This movie has the worst plot. Like that that sentence made my head hurt a little bit. <laughs> That's it, so fucking stupid. I, everything about vision being made is retarded. It's like, it's bad because literally everything they're just throwing sentences together to try to just to have something on the board for why vision exists. But really it's just it's just a paper over the fact that we wanted to have vision in this movie and there he is. Sorry, but it's all yeah, it's all hodgepodge. It's all nonsense. <laughs> well, no, it is. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's a level of nonsense. It, but it all ties into it. stuff in the movie. Like, it all makes sense. It's nonsense, but it all makes sense. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand why Ultron made Vision to begin with. Well, it was his body. He was going to use it as his body. body. He doesn't need a body. He has a body. It's called him. He has infinite bodies with which well, he can I, fulfill his task. That, see, that didn't bother me because I, 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 I got the idea. Like if you, when you see what Vision can do i mean he is clearly he can pretty he's god mode so i mean i can see why he'd want that as his body i mean i get it like i'm not saying that everything vision can do and everything makes sense but it's it it's vision i mean he can but do he doesn't stuff. need that that's the confusing part everything that ultron does is completely unmotivated it makes it doesn't make any sense he doesn't need that his if he's he's a he's a robot and he says my goal is to eradicate humankind yeah done don't need vision to do that you See, I thought I thought he, he was going to need a body to do that. He no. was going to hop in there, and the, that that was the idea that he was going to have this all powerful body. So when he could roll around destroying Earth in this thing that was totally untouchable, but he doesn't need it. That's the confusing thing. If he's if he's a program designed to execute a task, he would do he would just do it with. And if he needed that, he would create a means to do it. I feel like they ultimately failed on like portraying actual Ultron from the comics. Oh, absolutely. Because there's there, there's no threat. Like Ultron isn't threatening at all. Especially like like he just oh there's a billion copies of them but they're not doing what are they doing they're just like running around in the background like, up 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 and that's <laughs> it that's all they do that was the one point <laughs> in the movie where they really had fun was when we were all just sitting there going up 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 when all the Ultrons were running around <laughs> like because they're they're literally like putty they're worthless like basically like what he's he's just sitting there biding his time to amass vibranium to then make a thing which then he's going to use to fight the Avengers because he can't just start like killing the earth with all of the people that he already had. Like, but they said that he from the beginning was trying to get the nuclear codes and he couldn't. And that's probably why he went to vision because that was his backup. But, but plan. he never needed vision even for his plan in, but you go, whatever. He's going to fly but a city would... up and then drop it. He doesn't, doesn't yeah. need vision. No, he doesn't, doesn't need a body for that. Listen, I'm, maybe I'm, he wanted to look sexy, guys. I'm I don't a, know what your problem is here. He's I'm a, a super I'm all villain. For, <laughs> See, this, is the, this is the Whedon. This is the Whedon commentary. He's like, if uh, if Ultron wasn't so obsessed with body image, then he would have achieved his goals in life. There you go. No, Ultron is a snarky atheist. <laughs> <laughs> like someone, <laughs> like a certain writer, I believe. Were you just waiting for him to put on a fedora? Yes. <laughs> that's what he's Richard Dawkins. That's that's about as seriously as I took him the whole movie. And if he had but popped on a fedora and done the Tobey Maguire dance from Spider Man Three, I would have gone cool. But I mean, that's what he is. Not surprising. Yeah. I will say, um, I have heard a lot of argument about uh, Ultron being too humorous, and I know that that's kind of an argument about these movies in general. But 
given that he is a creation of Tony Stark in this movie, I can understand why they infuse some of the humor into it because he's Tony Stark. But he's not a creation of Tony Stark. That's my other problem. Ultron, like Ultron, none of Ultron's intelligence comes from Tony Stark. Like it's all written into the gem. Like everything that's that, like we don't like. There's yeah. No let's sense. forget. Uh, Ultron has been in the scepter, waiting to come out like a genie for the last two. <laughs> yeah, movies. basically, and it, and it's just one of those things where it's like there's nothing about there's nothing portrayed in the film that's like Tony's like I need to actually finish this. It's more like a I need to figure out how to put this into a machine. Well, see, that's the only struggle that we catch. So it makes to me feel like this is something that was in the gem or that Strucker wrote into the gem or that Strucker knew was there and he's just trying to get it into a body. There's no sense of like like Tony needed to create this thing, which is another complaint that I have because he never really to me it never feels like he's Tony's child. Which I think is a big thing for Ultron. But Yeah, no, I I, I interpreted it differently. I thought it was that he had already begun work on building this AI and then the gem, what was in the gem would help him finish the job. It would help. He would upload the stuff from the gem in there, and it would help him finish it. Yeah, that, that was that, my vibe. I'm, that might, yeah, and, and that's where he would have. I, I mean, I don't think they ever say anything about him putting his brainwaves or whatever into Ultron. No. But that's what I had just assumed that he had started working on it, and he would obviously pattern after himself because he's a genius. So, you know what I mean? That was my thought on it. But fair, fair enough. Yeah, but I, my other parts of the argument still stand. It makes sense that he might be like Tony, but I still think it's kind of ridiculous that it's like I don't know. Never mind. But anyway, so that was my interpretation. Just every time he dropped a snark or a quip, I'm like, I just, I wanted to claw my eyes out because it, it, this is, this, this, it, at, at its core, Ultron is a program. I, that's what, what makes him so terrifying. He's, he can't be, he's not a physical threat. He's, uh, he, he's an electronic threat that really they shouldn't be able to fight just using their conventional means, which is why I think they really just screwed him up completely. They just made him the Chitauri, basically. Um, he's just, he just makes he's, – he's a, he's a computer. He can take over any computer. He could have taken over Iron Man's suit at any given time in the movie um, and just totally thrown him for a loop. Uh, but no, he just makes a bunch of copies and throws them at, at the Avengers. It – it's such a waste of a perfectly good villain to me. It was why does he have lips? For God's sake. He's a robot. He doesn't need lips. He doesn't need teeth. He doesn't need eyebrows. What why did he engineer this to in? kiss? <laughs> the Ultron needs love. He's going to have to when he takes over the world, he's going to have to have a villainess. <laughs> oh, he doesn't just go straight for it. Oh my god. I like Gotta that. warm her up. To kiss. Oh my god! I have no response. Um, <laughs> I, I, honestly, I think the okay. lips, the lips and teeth thing. Honestly, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to apologize. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. I think that's probably because they could get more out of James Spader mocap that way if they designed it that way. I, I'm mostly like, there's so many other problems they have with this movie. I don't give a shit that he has lips. <laughs> <laughs> See, as someone who has no idea about Ultron or the origin of Vision, to me, it was perfectly fine. I had no issues with it at all. It's kind of like how you guys give me – no, listen. It's kind of how you guys give me a hard time about books and movies. It's comic books and movies with you guys. You guys have this idea in your head of how you want it to look, and it doesn't look that way, and you get disappointed. And I understand that because I feel that way about books and movies. But what I'm saying is from someone who doesn't have that background information, I had no problem with it. I see what you're saying, but you're wrong because – How so? I think, well, speaking for myself, I don't know about everybody else, I went into this movie divorcing myself from any care or knowledge of the source material. And all of my criticisms I just laid out with Vision's origin are not drawn from the comics. They're from what the movie presented to me. It doesn't make any sense. Like, forgetting the comics, this movie doesn't make sense within itself. I didn't have any problem with that. Yeah, and as somebody who, like, I only have very ancillary Ultron knowledge, it's still, like feels like it's poorly put together to me. It's not like I don't have, like, I know nothing about Ultron other than really second, third, fourth-hand information from the no, people I, in this room, so. And he had, what was it, what motivated, what motivated him? He just started as evil, uh, and it didn't, no, it didn't he goes, work. The, the internet, he goes on the internet, and he starts seeing, like, how humanity is destroying itself, and he well, goes through everything. I guess if he went to, like, the comment and boards first, even, he would turn into... There you go. Well, even at the end of the movie, when he's talking to Vision and he says like they're going to destroy themselves or whatever, like that's exactly wasn't it? Wasn't the idea in to create some sort of evolution of humans too? Wasn't that his entire plan? I thought that was his entire that, motivation. That's what that's what it seemed to me, which also didn't make sense. 
I think it was kind of one of the, it was like, a, like he was thinking like a Noah's Ark type scenario yeah, he, where I mean, you just, where you, you kill 90% of humans and they'll have to get better to make it through the next, you know, whatever. That was the, that, I that was how I interpreted it, but. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts. It's crazy. I don't. <laughs> I guess for me, like I kind of thought that he was building vision as like a body so he could rule over what was left of earth. But I mean. Plus he looks really cool. It's still just. <laughs> Paul Bettany looked awesome. I don't know. It's one of those things. He had a cool like, cape. He had, it was really cool. He had many, many, many bodies. Why did he need the Ultron body or the, the Vision body? It's just. It was just more human. Why did he need to be more human though? So that he can rule over the humans. Better lips. But you can, yes. Why, wouldn't he, Makes loving easier. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't he rule over the humans just by showing that he killed ninety percent of them? Like I would be like, all right, bro, you're in charge now. Sorry. He's got a little bit of tact. <laughs> <laughs> Also, the the body was what virtually indestructible. So that that yeah yeah it was it seemed like it was you'd have a hard time putting it down. But unlike his robots, which, which we like, saw but millions they were also destroyed, like made out of vibranium too. Like I I got the impression that he was also made out of vibranium. So it was like, his was, one suit was made out his, of vibranium. I think his yeah. final his final form, suit right? was, was that yeah. apparently didn't count for anything. Hey, he, got, he was still oh, getting ragdolled around everywhere. Are we gonna break down every villain's plot in a superhero movie? <laughs> We're going to be here a while, and none of them are going to make any sense, to be honest with you. I don't do you, think that's true. Do you want to break down the Joker's plot? <laughs> a lot of stuff has to go his way in that movie for it to make sense. But I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't sit there and break it down. Like, it, I didn't bother me. None of this bothered me. Like, there's a lot of thought being put I feel put like this. there's a driving motivation through the Joker, and I didn't feel like there's a driving motivation through Ultron. Okay, I did. Okay. I also did. If you guys can explain it, I'd love, honestly love to hear it. I think we just did. So, okay. <laughs> moving, maybe moving on from Ultron. Are there any other thoughts that we want to get to? I absolutely loved when Vision picked up Thor's hammer, and they're all looking at him, and he's seen well, it. I one. thought it was I... great. I thought it was so funny because it just took me back to that scene at the party when they're all trying to pick up the hammer, and I don't know. The the my, well, my favorite moment with the hammer was definitely Cap. Oh, when seeing, it just moves a little seeing bit. Seeing the worry on Thor's face. That's was like, beautiful. Oh, fuck. He's going to pick it up. And then he's like, oh, no, it's good. And then he just like kind of cheats. He's like, smiles. not even close. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and I love the mechanism of Vision being able to pick up the hand. Like, this is the most streamlined thing about Vision. Was that they're like, why the hell should we trust another thing that Tony just made and is probably going to kill us all? And then he can pick up the hammer and they're all like, okay, he's good. Like, that is the most he's worthy. economical thing that they did in this whole damn movie. I thought it was just great. Like, Here you go. He's good. Let's finish the battle. And that was sweet to me. But, you know. Uh, but in doing that, they I feel like they shot their wad way too early on the whole mechanism of being worthy to lift the hammer. Uh, because really, that's what we're going to... We're just going to waste it right now so we know that we can trust the vision because we already know we can trust the vision because we already know who the vision is, basically, because you just plopped him in straight from the comics. It's... I didn't feel that way though. Like, there's no, there's, there's nothing in this movie that shows you that Vision's going to be any different from Ultron when he wakes up. Especially because he attacks Thor immediately when he wakes up. So, the thing with the thing with lifting the hammer is um, that's that's a big deal. That is a really big deal, and it was wasted on something that wasn't really a very big deal. Uh, he's just it's it, they they did it so casually that it's just like here you go. Thor, that thing that you only you can lift, I can lift it too. All right, let's go. It's it it's just they cat they toss it aside and it's just it ends up being such a, a one off that now who's to say I don't know who's to say Pepper's not going to pick up the hammer in the next movie I don't know because she's pure of heart it's just it, they just they wasted it I don't know they joked about it later because Captain America's like what if we put it in an elevator yeah, the and the elevator, elevator went up does the elevator worthy yeah. I thought that was funny but I like to me if. At some point in Infinity War, Cap picks up Mjolnir or can pick up Mjolnir. I'm still going to be like, mm, this is awesome. Like, it did, that Vision's moment with Mjolnir did not sully anything in the future. It says the guy who doesn't watch trailers because of the same reason. Because you're not going to, you don't want to ruin the moment, a moment to come. But this, these, like, this is going to be two different people. Like, this is not like this is not a singular moment. This is like the mechanism of the hammer only being able to be picked up by people who are worthy enough to hold it. Finding out that somebody has become worthy when they weren't in the past, or somebody, you know, is worthy when we didn't know yet. I like that. 
it's cool, but you know. The, the, the whole vision, the thing, the hammer thing is a, is a mixed bag for me. Because I, I, the, the scene itself, when it happened, I mean, I was like everybody else in the theater. I was like. There were, there were audible gasps. It was cool. And I was like, damn, they, they, that landed for most people in the theater. Like that was, including myself, I was like, holy shit, did he just lift the hammer? Like, is this actually happening? So it worked. In the, I mean, the context of, of that scene. I guess I was just hoping that they went. I didn't care. I don't care who lifts the hammer. I really don't. Like, as long as it's not Pepper, because that makes no sense. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Because. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, but anybody, like, I, I wouldn't care if it was Falcon or War Machine or Winter Soldier or anybody in the, in the whole scheme of things. Any, anybody. But, but it's the, I was hoping it was going to be like a moment of desperation when it would happen. It, when it did eventually happen. You know what I mean? Like it was going to be like that moment when like they're in the middle of battle and somebody actually just picks it up. And I, was like, I don't know. I can't wait for the Slashville article after this podcast comes out that says that Pepper Potts is the female Thor. <laughs> Nick, I feel like you haven't talked enough. I'm I'm so uninvested in this whole discussion and this whole movie where I'm just kind of like, eh. I mean the the vision the vision pick up the hammer thing was kind of funny because I felt like it was almost Whedon being like, just fuck all everything. Here's the hammer. Let's go. Like let let's just get to the end of this thing and just finish it. Like it was just I I I had no emotional reaction. I just went, oh that's kind of funny. All right, whatever. It didn't bother me, which it should have, I guess, because they they build it up in all these past like how many movies on it before this like. The hammer's a big deal, like okay. Gojo said, and when it happened, I was like, eh, cool, whatever. Okay. Like you said before, there are the the pro- the problems with this movie are so much beyond. Well, I mean, this. when I when I want you to talk more, please please pick a topic that you would like to talk about. Um, I really I really don't have much, honestly. Okay. I personally loved getting more backstory on um, Black Widow and on Hawkeye. Because there were two characters I really did not care about at all in the first Avengers movie. They just, I did not care. And in this movie, they actually made me care about them as people, which I thought was a huge step in the right direction. And um, learning that he had a family, like, that was crazy. Like, they're just all hiding out in the woods. All I could think of was, like, how did they get groceries? (laughs) Super effective filmmaking. (laughs) But... (laughs) I just I don't know I liked the, I liked the extra backstory I liked making myself like I liked feeling something for these people who I just did not care about one way or another. I, I might have did Amy just say she liked feeling something? I know. Whoa! Don't get used to it. <laughs> I I might have liked the Black Widow stuff if they got an actress instead of Scarlett Johansson because she is so goddamn boring in like every movie. Uh, it's just. Oh, God, I can't watch her for another minute because yeah. I'm going to fall asleep. I heard she was great in Lucy. Was she? Okay. I'm kidding. That movie, no. Oh, God, it's just... I have to admit, the whole movie, I couldn't stop staring at her breasts. They were huge. Like, I know she just gave birth, but good Lord. Like, <laughs> this is before she gave birth. Yeah, she was pregnant Was it? Time. Oh, my God, they're huge. Welcome to Scarlett Johansson. I didn't... Yeah. I never realized it before. The whole movie, I was like, Jesus... <laughs> cheese and a rice i think this movie did an excellent job of reminding me why those two were sidelined for the first movie they're just not as interesting as everybody else if, if they Ooh, really even hawkeye time. really here's the thing and, and i stand by what i said before jeremy renner has zero chemistry with women in movies he's never good opposite a lady ever i will say I and would you agree have with linda you cardellini who's way up on my crush list <laughs> like bro give it Come on, try. He just felt so just ter- typical aloof Jeremy Renner. And I was like, all right. And and that the whole cabin thing, I mean, that that lasted way far too long. They were there for so long. It fe- and it probably was only like 16 minutes of the movie, but it felt like it was like 39 minutes to me. Huh. To me, I felt like the Hawkeye stuff got cheapened because to me it just felt like it was a mechanism to make you feel something when he was almost going to die. Oh, I thought for sure he was going to die in the final yeah. battle. Like, and when Quicksilver died instead, I was shocked. That's the normal. That's the normal Whedon thing is make right, you no. feel make you feel good about somebody and like love them and then immediately. But that's also them. that's also uh, like I mean you're supposed to do that. Like no. you're, it's also I mean, like good screenwriting. That's that's true. Yeah. That's true. But so but, I, but because that like I don't know when it feels like that's the only reason that it's there. Like, I want to really naturally feel like I love Hawkeye. I don't want to just be force-fed the fact that he has a family and then, oh, you have to care when he dies. I loved that stuff. I loved all of that stuff um, because it deepened Hawkeye and it deepened the relationship between Scarlet 
um, Scarlett Johansson. I always call her her name is Black Widow. (laughs) Scarlett Widow. Maybe I didn't pay. I don't think I paid any attention to this movie. Uh, (laughs) I just get all riled up. Um, But it deepened it because, uh, much like it's another Whedon trope, where I mean, they're just care. They're like um, Mal and their their coworkers. They're fighters in a battle. They're not. There was nothing between them. There's no sexual tension. There's no romantic tension that you thought was in the first movie. Well, who's the uh, girl that's married to Wash? What's her name in the in Saturday? Zoe. Zoe and Mal. It's it's Zoe and Mal. I mean, that's what it is, and I loved that. I thought it was awesome, and it deepened when I know you're saying when it's kind of a misdirect for Whedon, but when he kills Quicksilver, his sacrifice for him and his family made me feel. I mean, that's why I thought it was there, and that's why it worked for me. Just go. Okay. Just go. Of all the people in this movie who are going to get shot? Yeah. (laughs) Really? Oh, kill it. The guy who can see bullets, for God's sake? And, uh, I mean, it didn't didn't impact me. It didn't impact me at all, pretty much, because they didn't spend any time on the characters. Um, They're just, they were paper thin, and and here's... Here's point one and point two you need to know about these guys, and now they here's why they do what they're doing and their powers, and you don't need to know anything more. They're just going to be in action scenes, and they were they were they were they weren't good. Um, we should have cut the banner widow love thing because it didn't work. Oh, I uh, loved and we should have it because I no, I just know it didn't. <laughs> Sorry, uh, and and we should have spent that time actually developing. Uh, the characters in this movie who haven't been developed yet um, and and make me actually care about, about Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch because when shit happens to them, I don't care. Although I didn't care about anything in the movie, so maybe that wouldn't have worked. They really, they had, they had a lot of potential, I think, with those two characters considering the whole, like, okay, so when the first Iron Man first came out, we got presented with a side of Tony Stark. We're like, okay, he's done some bad things. He's a warmonger. And we've had all these years to to grow and uh, alongside and and get acclimated to the new Tony Stark, who's not about that. And it was interesting to get echoes of that original Tony Stark in this movie at the beginning when they're like, "Oh, we hate Tony Stark because his a bomb with his name on it fell in our house," which a little ridiculous to to hate a human. But I mean, people do that kind of stuff, and that that felt real. That was one of the few motivations of this movie where I was like, "Wow, I kind of get that." These two like poor orphans, their parents were killed. And they they have no one to focus their rage on except this American guy. And I was like, wow, that's that's actually kind of cool that this could play out to be interesting. And then that was just. We're Avengers now. We're Avengers now. Hi, Tony. Yeah. Uh, And and that it would have been cool to focus on those characters like I think and give them. And on the other hand, I kind of see why Marvel's kind of like, yeah, you can use them, I guess, Joss, if you really have to. But let's just kind of skirt with you know the edge with those guys because there's a whole thing with Fox you know we don't really know where we stand so if you can just kill one of them too that'd be great like I I understand that that seems kind of like a Whedon trope and it totally is but I'm I'm wondering how much this if Marvel's like yeah do that we like that yeah I mean that feel that to me I don't know I I wish they weren't even in the movie like oh I do too a thousand percent when they I, my biggest disappointment with this is that, like, Joss came out saying this movie's going to be smaller and more personal and, and it's going to hurt. And I feel like it was none of those things. Oh, it hurt. It hurt, yeah. <laughs> <I was> just... <laughs> That's not the no, hurt it's, that see, I No, they're doing the right thing with this universe. Just flush it clean. Like, get, get, get rid of, of Josh, or Joss, I'm sorry, as, um, as a director. Is he even writing Infinity or no? Is he just washing his hands? I, don't, I think he's done. That's what they need to do for sure, because it feels it feels stale. It feels like like Gojo said, it's very almost like leftovers from the Avengers, the first Avengers. And there's a three and a half hour version of this movie somewhere out there, and it's I don't know if that's better or worse. But, but you don't you don't like you feel. I'd actually like, like to see it. Oh I, no, honestly, if they put out an extended edition, I'd buy that I'd thing like in a heartbeat. It. The, the original uh, cut, I would watch it. The original cut was three hours and fifteen minutes, and I'm pretty certain it's going to be on the Blu-ray because that's what they've been saying. But I'd, I'd watch it. I'd, I'd, I'd be I curious would. to see if I liked it better. I wouldn't watch that. I, I totally would. I wouldn't pay for it. I would watch. I would, it. I would text Willie and say, "How was it?" And then maybe I would watch it. Is Coolio in it? Not he yet. Be. He might Dude. be. Um, <laughs> so good. With Coolio is T'Challa. <laughs> wow. Dude, when when Hulk gets out of the shower and he's talking to like Scarlett Johansson, I was like, "Dude, just kiss her." I wanted them to like 
go at it right you were then into and there. it oh so into it well, that's let's one. talk about the jokes real especially, quick oh, especially yeah. because he was like had the robe open and like his manly chest hair was showing and i was like this is the best scene ever go for it wait was this better than thorback <laughs> oh no oh no can I just say real quick? It only got better if it were Loki bath. That didn't the 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 Hulk. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying it, it all landed perfectly, but the the Banner Widow thing didn't really bother me that much. Honestly, it was it was two people who had been turned into killing machines finding love with each other. I loved it. I thought it was great. I kind of thought that she was into the nerdy guy because she's so used to being around military types. She's probably bored with that. That she's too. Like, I Give me this good. science guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, was, I, would, I didn't have any problems with yeah. that. Yeah. I, I mean, the damseling, I guess, is a problem. It's a bit people. of an issue. Yeah. Because that never happens. <laughs> Again, it was the kind of thing. I think they touched on it. They touched on what might have made it interesting initially with her her line about I'm so used to you know et cetera, and that's why I like you. But then it just felt like it devolved into fanfic. But I mean, I don't know. It, it's just how much more do we need with that? I mean, the the line is there. It's there. We know it. Oh, Let's I wanted go. more with that. I mean, but I just mean how many times do we need to repeat that idea? I, I don't know. I, I, maybe I would have. Maybe I would have bought it if. Scarlett Johansson could 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 deliver emotion. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess all. that's a personal um, preference thing because yeah. I don't have a problem with her. I think she's fine. Okay. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so I yeah. like but, I like uh, her yeah. more in this movie than I did in the first Avengers. Oh, she's better in this than she's in the first Avengers. Yeah, uh, she she's not. As, she was the best in Winter Soldier, though. I think that was her best. Yeah. I, I think that was her best uh, run. Back to the topic at hand. Do you really think this is a clean flush of the Marvel unit? Like, we're going to get a Civil War movie that's all Tony and Cap. No, no, I don't mean of the characters. I mean of the creative. Creative. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because here's the thing, and to go back to what Tim uh, and I were just briefly talking about with that line, I'm not saying you've got to linger on that line. You don't need to to recapitulate that over and over, but what Alex was saying with Joss's original pitch was, I'm going to make it smaller and it's going to be more personal... That's when you could capitalize on moments like that and make it more character-driven. You can't have both. You can't say, here's this really interesting piece of character moment. Did we get it? Scene. Onto the action. God, but like I don't know. That's I th- really unsatisfying to me. That's- God, it worked for I don't know. I guess it just it worked for me. <laughs> I, wasn't, I didn't need any more. Like, it was there. It was economy to me. I mean, I don't know. All right. What about the boner I, I get jokes? where you're coming from, but... Oh, do, I'm sorry. What? The boner jokes. Yeah, there are two boner jokes. <laughs> Oh, I missed those. Fellow fan of Mordecai, Joss Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> he got, there's two of them. And one of them's uh, both Black Widow based, which, oof, boy, maybe. <laughs> maybe not the best. But what he goes, he goes, you're making this hard on me. And then she goes, isn't that your job? <laughs> That's a voter joke. And then <laughs> Tony Stark, which felt, that felt a little out of character for for. Her to say, I guess, but it was a little. But you know what? She's kind of the male in the relationship. She's kind of, she's kind of, she's coming on to him. She's the stronger female. Yep. Yeah. Um. Then, oh, uh, Iron Man goes, "Hey, quit playing hide the zucchini," because he's talking about Hulk's penis. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed that. that was I, too. I, I mean, I really liked a lot of the humor in the movie. The, mo- the moment when Rhodey shows up at the end and. Yeah. Uh, and Everything with Don Cheadle was Don Cheadle. Oh my gosh! At the yeah. party when he yeah. was telling the joke, and then he went to a group of people who weren't the Avengers. See, and, joke, and they all started laughing. Again, that's, great. that's the shit that worked. That was the stuff that was good. Yeah, the Donch showed up for this one, but <laughs> I, Donch. Yeah, I always call him the Donch because <laughs> man, just like Michael the last. Can we get another Conch with his face on it? And it'll be <laughs> the Donch. Uh, we'll do. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any any other thoughts before we start to wrap up? What did you guys think of the team at the end? The lineup, the new lineup? Eh. I'm just curious. I thought it was so cool. It reminded me of um, when they switched in the comics yeah. and they were in front of the podium. I dug they, that they idea. Like a shot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was okay, but to me it just feels like this isn't really the team we're going to see in Infinity War. Yeah. Like, I, feel like I guess I just wasn't thinking. I, I, was just, I just thought it was kind of neat to see a new team of Avengers because they switch up the roster in the comics. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah. freshens it up. It, it, it was, it's a cool idea, but I just feel like we're not going to get to appreciate this team and see how they work together. Maybe they don't work together. Like, Yeah. No, and, and well, that remains to be seen. I thought it was a cool team. So I like that it was mostly military based. I kind of dug that. But, and then you have like a, a god, basically. I know. Well, the, you have the, new, new Thor. The odd man out. Yeah. 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 Or with an infinity gem in his head. So, well, now that you mentioned Infinity Gems, uh, I just, for I don't know if anybody else is going to care about this, but 
the Infinity Gems are such a mess right now because basically they do whatever the writer wants them to do at the given moment. Can somebody explain how a mind gem, a gem that controls people's minds, can write computers and can give people superpowers? Uh, or how Beyond human understanding. Okay. Good. Uh, Comics. Just, I want. I do want to talk about. How, I do want to talk about how Thanos is the worst villain ever. Oh my He's god! The most blundering. It's, like it should have gotten off so the pot. Cute. Time with Thanos. Yeah. It has been for a while yeah, now. This. Yeah, it's time. That's my biggest, and that's the thing where I don't maybe. It's yeah, boy. It's really really hilarious. Like, yeah, keeps, I'm getting tired keeps of sending Thanos. guys in instead to do shit. And uh, what did I call? It? I called him uh, Space Homer Simpson. He just <laughs> wants to sit in his chair and like let people do things. And I hope at the end of Infinity War, he gets all the gems, he destroys the universe, and goes back to his chair. And <laughs> he looks less like Hellboy in this one, so I'm happy for my dad because he won't be as confused <laughs> yeah. as last time. Is, did your dad see this yet? No, because my mom won't take him to the uh, Gaylord Cinema because there's a giant green line that runs down all of their theater screens. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so they will not, he, will, she, he always wants to go see movies, and my mom's like, we're not going because can, I can't sit through this. Can you report on if he still refers to Hawkeye as the hawk? He goes, yeah, the hawk. The hawk. He's like, I like the hawk in this one. That's yeah. one of my favorite things. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I feel like we should call Tim's dad and have him be on the podcast. Who's your favorite Avenger? The hawk. No, because he hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, well, I know, but I'm just saying. At some point in the future, future. we'll we do another dad a, movie. He would like the he would like the boner jokes. Yeah, like, we should good. just have an episode where it's our dads. Yeah. <laughs> Father's Day spectacular. Oh man! Yes. Ooh, oh, now you're on to something. Now you're on to something. Oh man! Uh, uh, well, <laughs> any other final thoughts on boner jokes? No. Okay. I think the movie ends hilariously with everybody being like, "I love you, man. See ya." Like it, it I, I think everybody thought this was going to end with the team in some sort of splinters or somehow like, <laughs> I'm expecting this movie to be a giant transition piece. Like all the like kind of feels like their universe is. And this one, all like I said, almost nothing really happens. They're kind of like, hey, we did a thing together. The weird thing is that it, like this movie doesn't even feel like a stepping stone to Civil War. There's not that much strife. Between yeah, that's what I'm Cap saying. And Tony and There's the like end. none. Yeah. If anything, at the end, they're like, man, all right, you well, made a good call, Tony. Fucking love you, dog. <laughs> but which, which, on the one hand, I think is probably—I don't know why I'm complaining about that—but it it just is kind of funny. I don't know. It's it's not a bad thing. It's just interesting because we've been conditioned, I think, to expect these movies to kind of give us momentum, and that made the Thanos after credit scene scene seem even more out of yeah. place because it's like here was a movie and it had a it, it had a beginning and it had an end, and uh, okay, the movie happened, and. Then we get Thanos again, and we're like, oh, right. Like, people were like, f- thought that was the coolest scene. They're like, oh, my God, it's happening. And we're like, dude, we've known this shit is happening for like four fucking <laughs> We've minutes. also got six more movies before he comes back, so you might want to... I'd almost be down to not see Thanos again until, like, Guardians 2. They, I think... Oh, I wouldn't even put him in that. And just wait like until Infinity War. Are they saying? Oh, well, I guess I haven't said that yet. I would not, I would not even touch on him. I wouldn't... No, they shouldn't have had this scene, frankly. No, I... It was just kind of annoying. Yep. Guardians 2 lead into Infinity War Part 1? No. I don't know. <laughs> no, because it's coming out in May in Infinity Part 1. There's one more like Black Panther and something Something's in right in between those. Okay. I think yeah, it is Black true. Panther. I think you're right. Okay. Well, that's the final stepping stone. Black Panther will lead us to the cosmic uh, battle. <laughs> <sighs> Obviously, it's a very divisive movie. Is it, though? This no, I think, it, I think it kind of is. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think it is. I, I, people, I, some yeah. people really, really like it, and some people don't. And it's interesting because within the people that like it, they're willing to acknowledge it's like not a very good movie. No, well, I no, so well, I, like, I, like I feel like we're all kind. I of do want to say, I no, uh, like I, there are giant flaws. I mean, but and I, agree, you guys make excellent points. I just don't give a shit <laughs> about anything that bad about it. Like I, I feel like I went into the I'm movie and I wanted around. to have fun and have a good time, and for me that it did it, so I'm happy with it. So I, I'll say Only I, thing, I don't want to talk anybody out of liking this movie. Uh, it's just, if you like it, great. Great. You got something out of it. I couldn't because it, this, did, this did absolutely nothing for me. Anything I wanted from an Avengers film, uh, I got nothing. I got nothing out of it. It didn't scratch any itch I had. I think uh, I, I went into this with very low expectations. And I, again, like with, with, or similar to what Amy said, I just wanted to have a good time. And I think that's why when it was over, I was like, I wasn't too bent out of shape because it, it did hit some things really right. Like a lot of the, the camaraderie was there and I got to enjoy a lot of the things that I couldn't enjoy with the first movie because the first movie was trying to set it all up. 
Like they weren't even really like fun to watch in the first. Nothing but the fun. The first movie is fun to watch till the third act because that's when it all finally starts to come together. And I'm like, okay. And so even the opening scene in this movie, I didn't hate because I was like, oh, there they all are. Cool. Oh, there they are. They're fighting together. Neat. It doesn't look good, but hey, what the hell? None of these movies are going to look good in five years anyway. So who gives a shit? Like it was just. Yeah, that's a thing. There, there it was. Like the only, the only part that made me actually laugh was when Thor had the girder. That was like clearly he had a pole with tennis balls on either end, and he was going like this. To yeah, yeah. Like it was just terrible. But the, most of this movie, I was like, eh, whatever. They all are. They're assembled now. And, and I think that's not that, too mad about it. That's kind of where I'm at too. And I want, I wanted to put. The- and Marvel villains are all shit. We know this. There's two good ones. Loki. Yeah. Loki's only good in Thor, by the way. That's the only movie he's good in. I, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's an excuse. If we can just say Marvel has no, shitty it's not, villains, it's not an excuse. But deal it's, with it. it's not. It doesn't surprise me. I'm not. I'm not like so disappointed because Ultron's bad because all their villains are unmotivated and in two D. Uh, it's Trevor. A, it's a huge. Trevor is awesome. Yeah, yeah, Loki and Trevor. Guy, <laughs> Pier- Guy Pierce is awesome. Oh no no, where did I want to go? Real quick. Recap. Uh, recap. Um, I wanted to like say like uh, the other thing that I've just I've given up. <laughs> like I when I was a kid when I was a kid and I was reading comics, and now I'm like oh my god there's a Marvel universe and there will be a DC universe I probably won't like some of those because I never liked DC as a kid but there's gonna be a Valiant universe and like all these universes like these are gonna be there and like and like I'm gonna have fights about them and they'll disappear in about ten years and we'll move on to something else there'll be a Power Rangers universe or some dumb shit like that but. Like, these exist now, and it's awesome to me, and I'm so happy. I was really sad you weren't here last week to talk about that shot. But we'll uh, Bloodshot? Bloodshot. Bloodshot. I have pictures. We can talk about that shot this week. I've been reading Bloodshot. Oh. The, new, the new Bloodshot? Um, not the new one. I'm reading the old one. And these John Wick guys, the, the second page is like, opens with a shot to the head. Bloodshot shoots some guy in the head. Boom. Director's <laughs> chosen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh... Feedback? That was such a Borat sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's the end of our Avengers review. We'll move on to some feedback now. Okay. Uh, Nancy wrote in. Um, she said, I listened to your episode about a most violent year, and I agree, with, I agree more with you and Willie. Surprise. She doesn't yeah, like real that. shocker. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I assumed it would be a little more like a Scorsese film. I had a hard time really getting into it. I thought we should see more about the backstory for both Abel and his wife, and I agree with Nick how the film didn't do a great job highlighting just how violent New York City was in the era. Oh, wow. Real shocker. But in the end, I'm glad that I, thought, that I saw it, considering all the critical hate uh, there was. And then she said she also listened to the Jupiter Ascending episode. She had no interest in the film, but really enjoyed the episode, and it was really funny. So, thanks for writing in, Nancy. Yeah, I don't know. As always. M- a most violent year was the actual... M- most contentious since Pain and Gain. Nowhere near as contentious as Pain and Gain. You know what's funny is another friend of mine just watched it last night, and uh, he was texting me. He's like, "This movie is awesome." He goes, "Not at all what I expected it to be, but it's really good so far." And he's like, "I have to let it end." And then when it was over, he goes, "That was like probably one of the best movies I've seen." What movie was that? A most violent year. Who directed that? Did we review that? Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just joking. I remember it. Who was a jerk? <laughs> what was J.C. Shandor of All Is Lost fame? Ah, uh, okay. Although my friend did say, for some reason, he said he expected it to be. For some reason, he thought it was like a Woody Allen esque movie about <laughs> about like a young couple in like like tumultuous, violent eighties New York. And I was like, "What the hell? Where did <laughs> where you get did, that from?" Yeah, I, I'm like, honestly, he goes, "I tell him to I write have, it." He goes, "I have. No I want to see that so bad." He goes, "I have no idea." He goes, "I can't possibly explain my my train of thought or like where where that came from." He goes, "But awesome. I'm really glad it wasn't that movie, and it was the movie it was." But, I'd watch it. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. if you want to be like Nancy and brighten my day and give me an email from a listener, feedback at com is where you can do that. Please go to Twitter and Instagram at MFN Podcast is where you can find us on those. We're on Facebook and Vine under Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. Go to MidwestFilmNerds.com to find all of our previous 125 plus bonus episodes. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a new Fight the Franchise at some point in the future. Uh, there's other stuff maybe in the works as well. Um, if anybody wants to hear a first season wrap up of Halt and Catch Fire, please email us so that I get some kind of motivation to do it. Uh, Amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com is where you can spend or you can buy things from Amazon and give us a part of the purchase uh, so that we can spend it on things for the podcast and the network. And two four eight seven three three five MFN, which is two four eight seven three three five six three six. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. We might play it on the show and talk about it. 
Next week, no idea what we're doing. I don't know. What comes out? I have no idea. Hurry phone, hurry, hurry phone. Okay. <laughs> we know what we're doing the week after that. Kyle XY, go with oh. uh, Mad Max. Tomorrow. Uh-huh. We know what we're doing two weeks after that. Tomorrowland's later. Mad Max is not the same weekend as Tomorrowland, I don't think. I think it's the 22nd, isn't it? I think Tomorrowland. so. Tomorrowland? It is 22nd. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hot Pursuit with Reese Witherspoon. Ooh. Oh, winner. We got to see that. We got to see that. And The D Train with Jack Black and James Marsden. That looks kind of funny, actually, but I, I don't know if it'll be. Got Jimmy Marsden. Uh, Maggie, I think, might be going wide this week. Okay. We can maybe do that. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Pay attention to our Facebook where I probably won't post anything about it. <laughs> Go to bit.ly slash MFNSMW15. To partake in the Midwest Film Nudes Podcast Summer Movie Wager 2015. Please do it. It's going to be fun. I hope we have more people than last year. If we don't, I'm never going to do it again. Meet me in the pit if we don't. Oh, the pit. Uh, there's a movie called Hope Bridge coming out with uh, Boo Boo Stewart and Kevin Sorbo. Oh, Boo Boo Stewart! And Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> let's, let's not gloss over that too quick. All right. We're off the rails. Yep. Kyle X Y. We've been off the rails. Go watch a movie. Yep. We live off the rails. <laughs> <laughs>